Um, I came to Nosara when I was like maybe 19, 20 years old. Um, what's your take on the lineup getting crowded and the growth of Nosara? Like, what's your opinion and how do you feel about all that? To succeed, to stay for a long time, this is not today and not tomorrow. It's for 20 years. I want my kids to be able to enjoy what I'm enjoying right now. Just just walk us through what the future of Aquatibia is. My goal is maybe one day have a place where I can accommodate the people and then you can stay with us and we can teach them much more. And for no one, it's a secret. Like, we depend on tourism. Like, I really, like, dedicated time to it. So I, I started learning pretty fast. And, and at that moment, my English was a lot better, you know, so that was a really good tool to have, you know, um, to communicate and understand the needs of the people. Getting, I was able to get a little more income and then... Dude, what's your three favorite restaurants around Osara in no particular order? I got to be careful here because I get a lot of discounts. It's you got to do what are your top three waves in Costa Rica off the top of your head? You know, if you really think that you serve in Costa Rica, you got to serve player almost on like a you know, five foot, five, six foot swell and, and get pounded and... and just dialogue with the sand a little bit and and like the town is like our wave our wave is mellow it's chill it's welcoming for everyone if i follow your logic the world needs more waves like Giannis. yeah if, if this place go flat for a month and people will be killing themselves here you know <laughs> what's your least favorite aspects of of here you can't say nothing or i'm gonna yell at you that's the only rule one thing i dislike is the companies that hires like all these workers for cheap labor and they don't do a research on, on their backgrounds. Um, so I don't like our roads in the town, in the village. Really? And that there is my third thing. I don't like how Minai is handling things here. Yeah. Oh, and I, I did, I did went to Mentawise this year. Trip. Yeah. That was like best search trip, um, I ever had. Um, I want to take, Ed, I want to thank, uh, Eddie Burnett, uh, Shout for out Eddie. setting it up. Yeah. Eddie. Adrian, you're in. <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. To get things started, can you introduce yourself and tell us just how you got to know Sara? Um, and then we're going to get into the Aguatibia story and announce what you do and all that good stuff. So let's get rolling. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I was born and raised in the north side of Costa Rica, northern side of Costa Rica. Um, place called San Carlos or just a different... Uh, area um my family and i we moved here or to guanacaste when i was like 12 years old 13 years old nice um just my dad had some other ideas and some things changed up for him for him so um we just you that's know, a good move for you yeah, though tag alone absolutely yeah it was a, um i thank him so much for uh choosing this this place well he was born like in guanacaste so he Definitely had uh, probably on his back of, on the back of his head to come back sometime. I guess uh, now if things were going bad, yeah. like farm and restaurant stuff. Yeah, in a little yeah, bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, then um, I came to Nosara when I was like maybe nineteen, twenty years old. Um, I met people that um, started like asking me if I wanted to do something else or work for them. Uh, in this case, was uh, the owners of La Luna, Angelina and. Marion. Shout out to them. Angelina Fraser, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was like, you know, maybe I like to try Nosara, you know. Everybody was, everybody was saying like, oh, what are you going to do in Nosara? Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing there. Like, but I, I don't know. I had like a little, um, my intuition, yeah, is that what you mm -hmm. call it? Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go. I wanted to do something else. I was I was happy with, with what I was doing, helping my family, going to school and everything. But, you know, as a teenager, and I, I wanted... I wanted something else and, and I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like stuck or anything with my family. I just, you know, I wanted a little more freedom in a yeah. way. And, um, since a very young age, I've, I've, my dad told me how to like make money, you know, how to be a, um, salesman, for example, selling pineapples when I was like six years old on the street with a weirdo barrel and stuff like that. So it's an awesome experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely, uh, the restaurant we had and, 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 um, yeah, all this stuff that was happening definitely uh, helped me, um, you know, get more social and, and interact with people, like serving tables, you know, and just like in that kind of, you know, um, daily job I had. You know, when I was in school, I was like helping my family um, serve, you know, at the restaurant and stuff. So I met a lot of people just doing that and, and that really shaped, uh, you know, me in a way um, how to interact with people and just be more more social and also my English definitely uh, helped me to start learning. I'm back learning. Then. I'm learning a lot right now, and I'm 
starting to understand your entrepreneurial side. Because when I met you, you didn't speak English really at all. Or you yeah. didn't want to. Yeah, um, no. And I, did, I didn't speak Spanish at all. And we just kind of were like, hey. So <laughs> I, I always liked you. And we talked with what we could. But over the years, I noticed after, it seemed like a year or two after Nosartico got going, you kind of exploded. And then you got pretty popular. Yeah, so I first uh, I first came in and um, started working with them at the Miss Guy Canopy Tour. And then I just kind of started started making my way up in a way meeting people yeah and um after a while i worked there i actually i actually had like two or three jobs at the time i don't know i had one when i came you know i was hired the miss guy but then they also had the restaurant so i could work there and then i started getting involved into like the djing thing and the music you know so i always had um i always wanted to keep stay busy you know and 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 um i don't know i like to just making money right like (laughs) I'm not like a money, money, like, you know, obsessed, but I'll, I, I, it's your I, business. Man. Yeah. I have, uh, it's, it's six years old selling pineapples out of a wheelbarrow and then working <laughs> at restaurants that you learned how to communicate. You learn how to hustle. Yeah. So since a very, very young age, um, I was like, you know, out there in the field and, um, yeah, I'd really thank my dad for making the move to coming down here to Guanacaste. I mean, in general, it was Samara where we first moved in and, uh, I, you know, I, we started there and then since then he started like coming back again because the reality was that he lost it. We lost everything. You know, we came back with, with nothing pretty much. So he, um, made, you know, started again. And, uh, yeah, after a few years, you know, we, he started like coming back up, you know, property, a restaurant. And then we had, you know, a better foundation where, okay. where to stand. And, um, yeah, after that, um, he wasn't like, you know, very happy with me coming down here. You know, I'm a young kid, like just, you know, a lot of stuff happening here, drugs, you know, how it is and everything. So he was a little bit afraid, but in the back of his head, he was probably like relaxed because, um, of the kind of education he gave me, you know? Also, you know? it's not a big party. Uh, there's, it's not a big city. So if you're going to Osara, obviously he wouldn't be happy. So here's a side point. How many parents are excited about their kids moving to Nosara? Because I can't think of any. My parents weren't excited. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably there's not. Uh, I haven't introduced me to them. <laughs> but once it, but once it, they come here and check it out, a lot of the time it's like, oh, okay, this yeah. is a pretty cool place. So in a way, he was, um, he wasn't like too. He was worried, but not a lot because I was coming to you know the Frasers, you know, and I was gonna have a job. I wasn't coming here to f- see what I was gonna do, you know, anything like that. Um, so yeah, I remember I hopped on the bus one afternoon and, and then they picked me up, you know, the old five corners when that used to be like that. And I remember uh, I got picked up and then I got to La Luna and two hours after I was working already. And then, um, they gave me a small room there and then I was just sleeping, you know, by myself there. And it was their house that was being built. It wasn't finished yet or anything, but I was like, at the, at the same time, I was taking care of the house and then leaving there, you know, and then I lived there right next to the little zip line office. So it was easy for me to like, I would, you know, work in the morning there. And then I finished, uh, finished the last tour and then I get ready and run up to La Luna or catch a ride, whatever. And then do a small little shift there at night and then, yeah, make some tips and make some money and then back again the next day. And yeah. And then after, after a while, it was when, um, you know, I was like, oh, well, maybe I want to do something else now, you know, like I was learning more English, I was meeting mm-hmm. more people, you know, and I was really like, like, I feel like I wanted to surf more, you know, and like the first thing when I moved here, I was like, oh, you think I can maybe learn how to surf? And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, you know, there's a board you can use and everything. So I started falling more with the ocean, falling in love more with the ocean and, um, and then started surfing. I remember I would wake up at five with a friend of mine and we'll drive to the beach because I had a little, I bought a car after a year working, you know. Um, we go to the, the beach and surf for one hour and then come back, make breakfast and then work at the canopy. So we did that a few times. So my progress was very small, you know, in the surfing in the beginning. Um, but after, um, I met Stevan and Luigi and then I was like, Hey, you think I, maybe you guys, you know, I can work with you guys and, you know, you can teach me maybe how to Great. surf, you know, and teach lessons and I can help you organize the shop and. And they like were like, 2011 yeah. or so, right? Yeah, maybe like 2011, 2000. Actually, that was 2009 because um, I think Andy Irons died, and then and, uh, oh, we were we were there. That. that was a sad. Day, I was there, huh? yeah. <laughs> wow. I was there, um, and then I worked there for two more years. Then I don't know if you remember Ryan uh, with the husky, like blue blue eyes that had a same cafe. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. 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 Brian taught me a lot, too. I, I worked with him and Kathy back then and at the coffee shop. Man, you're taking me down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when uh, that was like the only... Yeah, there were some oh other all the real estate guys that were here that they they they're gone already, you know. Back yeah. then, I rem- I can remember the names, but I remember the phases of them. And well, it's because there was a big crash, like in the worldwide kind of crash around two thousand eight nine. Yeah, it Every- was coming back. It was coming back again. It was after that, I think. That, yeah, so uh, it yeah. had all crashed, and then the people after it got worse and worse, they all started moving away. Yeah, and then around like, I don't know, two thousand thirteen fourteen. It started, it started yeah. to pick back up yeah. after the publicity started. Yeah. Like after those yeah. top 40 places to go before you die. New York at, Times like and all of that. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so, go, so back, take us back. Nosaratika, I think, is where you were at. Yeah, Nosaratika, I, I, I learned it there a lot from Stevan and Luigi. And um, I was Shout helping out to them. them. Yeah, it was, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that we came in and uh, all these little young boys. And they were like, you know, trying to get a, a job and learning English and all that. So at the moment... I was being like a mother, you know, like I remember teaching them surfing uh, the little bit I knew, you know, or teach them a little bit of English. And then they coming in to work in the shop too, like helping, helping me at Nazaratico there. But yeah, I was just happy to keep their, uh, their shop organized, to greet their clients and, and, um, help them teach lessons, uh, you know, to the beginner people at that moment. Cause I really didn't, didn't know much about surfing, but then, you know, I, um, I really like dedicated time to it. So I, I started learning pretty fast. And, and at that moment, my English was a lot better, you know, so that was a really good tool to have, you know, um, to communicate and understand the needs of the people. And now, did uh, your income start to increase once your English began? Um, like, did you start getting more tips and whatnot? Because um, you started talking yeah, with people? Yeah, yeah, that definitely helped a lot more. Um, in just uh, the positions I was getting into, you know, as, as job was yeah i was getting i was able to get a little more income and then yeah i remember um you know i always like to have you know my stuff and you know my headphones and my speaker whatever my phone just just to you know my surfboard and all that stuff so um yeah this is pre-car though this was still bike yeah that's that's also one of the reasons why sometimes like so i remember like uh, i will ask my dad to you know can i borrow the car that i want to go I want to go play soccer, but it was actually to go see a girl. <laughs> so he'll be like, ah, I know where you're going, but okay. Like, you know, no, today you cannot have the car. Like, or the next morning, the next weekend. No, not, not the car. And one day I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to move out and then I'm going to go make money and buy my own car. <laughs> so I don't have to ask my dad for the car anymore. So you that's know? <laughs> exactly what you did. And that's exactly what, what I did. Not necessarily why I moved here, but you know, there was some <laughs> other things, but some, sometimes I thought things about, like, sometimes things like that went through my head and, and, uh, that might have been the, what it triggered me to move out of there. But, um, in a way I was always kind of thinking a little bit out of, ahead. Maybe now you say out of the bubble, but like, um, yeah. And then. So your brain's spinning while you're at Nosaratico and talk us through that because they're your good friends and they're still your good friends. Yeah. Yeah. But you left and created a new business, but you stayed friends. Kind of explain how that all happened. So, um, well, with the time, you know, I started meeting, meeting people, you know, meeting clients and, um, and I don't know, they maybe see that I could have an opportunity and people were saying like, Oh, why don't, why don't you like, why don't you create your, like your own search school? Like you seem to handle this very well. Like you, you know what you're doing, like your English is getting better. And, and I'm like, Oh, well here, here I am. I, I all know all these people. And, and, um, after I started surfing and that I, I was looking at the people, you know, teaching surf. And I really, I kind of like, you know, I like that a lot, like to just pass along knowledge and, and well, your entrepreneurial skills, from when you were six years old and your whole life are adding up to this moment. And you had become popular. Your English was good. You had your own relationships and you knew how to, how a surf business worked. And then somebody else encouraged you to go do it. And you did. Yeah. Um, but that, how hard was that decision deciding to so do it? So it, it just, I mean, I guess it wasn't hard at all. Like, you know, Luigi and Esteban are two very nice people and and i think like i told them and and they were like yeah like we're happy for you you know like go ahead you know like um 
Shout out it, to those guys. It, it never, yeah, it never was like, oh, like you're gonna steal our clients, and now you're gonna do this, and we taught you all you know, and like, I thought like they were, you know, very um, encouraging for me to like start that. And then at that moment, um, yeah, you know, I met Andrew, and then he came into Nosaratico, and he started working, and um, and then we make a good match there you know we kept their shop organized and the clients were happy and then we're, we're bringing more income for them you know they're really happy with our job and, and well, maybe you come up with the name aqua tibia before you go on we were gonna call it warm water but then i was like guys we're in costa rica we need to call it agua tibia like you know and then i think andrew had a thought about that and then back then it was oscar you know too or, uh, oh man my friend and, and then yeah um andrew's ex-girlfriend so she was like the whole designer and everything so we had a good team different skills different mindsets maybe but our goal was just to create um something to start working towards that you know and what year and, was uh, that when you started that was 2012 yeah 2012 um and yeah we became with that name or we came up with that name sorry um because of the water here you know the water is not cold it's not warm stevia is like in costa rica we use that word for water that you know you do you shower your baby with you know like imagine like if you can shower a baby with that type of water then everybody can go in there it's a great name so, yeah so it um, stuck you guys it started working you guys uh and you're still open today uh, under agua tibia but now you're the primary owner is that correct yeah yeah um yeah you know things came up with the years and um i i feel like i've put a lot of work into it a lot of energy you know and and um well congratulations that's a pretty you, big deal yeah. Thank you. Um, it's a solid brand here, man. You guys are established and you have a great voice in the community, I'd say. You know, and just, um, I feel like, you know, when you have a chess game, you know, um, I moved a few of the, how do you call the pieces? But, I mean, like, it, it wasn't like I was trying to, like, um, run over people or, like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna take Oscar out. I'm gonna take Andrew out. And this is me. I own this. No, it just it just happened, you know. So it just happened, and then now I'm fully owner of it, and it's just nature, you know. Everything lined together, and then and then God gave me the opportunity, and now I own it. And He knows how much work I put in, and how much energy, and like waking up early, you know, and staying there late, you know. Well, hey, so congratulations on all your success so far. But now I'm interested in what's your future. Um, are you gonna stay in the same location do you have anything new planned like just just walk us through what the future of aquatibia is over the next so year actually too. since the moment we we moved you know um to the new location because the old location we had it was a property for sale so you know somebody came in bought it and then we we had to just move on you know like look for the next spot to be and it was hard at the moment to find a place and um we went around and, and talked to andres gonzalez you know and he had a he had a place there, but he kept his dogs, you know, in the back of the hostel. And shout and out to Andres. Yeah, um, we just put our boards there, started working there a little bit, you know, not the right place to be. Maybe I was like, oh my god, okay, we're, we just had a, like a really good place, and now we're here. But you know, it's maybe something better is coming, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, my my future or my ideas for the plan is to keep improving, you know, the brand, the business. Um, the way of teaching people um and yeah hopefully my goal is maybe one day have a place where i can accommodate the people and then you can stay with us and we can teach them much more and and um yeah get 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 you know get moving towards that and and also i really worry about like the team we have and we want to make them improve as well so because at the end of the day you know you're delivering a service and I can't do it on my own because at this moment the business is is bigger now, so it needs more management, it needs more, it needs more attention, more care. So that's that's a big thing for me too to to manage the team really well because you know you're delivering the service that they are doing it for you. So you, you have a pretty knowledgeable them. team, though. I mean, geez, Alfredo gives me tips constantly. Yeah, he's a he's a he's like a ninja. You know, it's quiet, but is deadly <laughs> yeah um, I, I enjoy talking about surfboards with him because he, he's very much a student of the whole surf game yeah so we talk about all kinds of stuff so he's always a he knows a lot you know and then my cousin danny he's been with me alfredo since maybe day one you know he i remember he telling me like you know I love, from all of the surf school here i feel like you guys and this is before he was working with us i feel like you guys are more into really into the 
surfing, you know, like teaching, like being there, like being in the ocean, like going to check the waves, like, like, you know, just, um, just out there, well, you know, he like got good quick. Did you yeah. notice that? Like, uh, yeah, his progression was, was really Quickly, cool. Yeah. He's a very, uh, committed person, super competitive, you know, and, he a lot and, of energy. and a lot of energy and he's, he's, he's learned how to channel that into the surfing, which is good for me and for him. <laughs> you know um no comment man. and then yeah so many that's great so many people you know came along and um most of it you know it's like um i have had the opportunity to help a lot of the guys coming up the younger guys um to teach them you know and show them that you know if you work hard you know you can you can i'm you know i might not be like i'm not at the top of the world or anything like that but in in the opportunity i had to have my business and to create it i help a lot of other a lot of other guys that you know that they know how to work now you know they 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 speak english they have a job and and you know they have this the tools you know that make money just gotta put it together but like i've i've helped a lot of a lot of guys and you know i can name here a few but i I don't really i help because i it's in my heart you know well people helped you and now you're helping other people correct it's a beautiful thing yeah it's, it's how it should be, I think. Okay, so I want to ask you a couple of questions. We're in Costa Rica. It's a Spanish-speaking country. But when you learn how to speak English, your income shot up. You got a good, better jobs. And now you even own your own business. And when I was just listening to you, you said, well, now that my people know how to speak English, they're doing a lot better. How? It's kind of backwards. And we're speaking English right now. How important is learning English, I guess, number one? Mm-hmm. And then... Does it make you guys mad because the national language is Spanish and that's what you grew up speaking? So I'm interested in your thoughts on that. For no one, it's a secret. Like, we depend on tourism. Like, you know, if you really want to be successful, it's it's about learning things. And then English is, is a really good second language to have, you know. Um, so you guys are learning English and it's not a bad thing. No, I mean, we're here for work and and and... And we need to learn English to do a better job. It's just as simple. And then, yeah, my, my mother tongue is, is Spanish. You know, I love Spanish. I breathe Spanish and I'm Tico and hablo español, pero también inglés. And so if, if, you know, if you are somebody that, um, are willing to spend your money here or invest your money here, but when, when that comes in between, the message has to be clear. Everything has to be, you know, like, to understand better what you're going to do. That's how I'm challenging, you know, like visualizing it, you know, for the future. So the better it is, the most people will trust you too. And then with your other skills you have, you know, then it's just everything adds up and it's just good. You know, I like, I like cooking. I like playing soccer. I like playing music. I, you know, I like fishing. I like, I like going getting lost in the jungle. And out of everything you're saying, what do you like? I know you like surfing probably the most. What do you like second in your life? What activity? What's your second favorite thing to do? I think cooking. Cooking, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, I, any and particular then, style, uh, or, or or what do you like? To, what's your favorite dish you'd like to cook? Um, it's so hard for me to do when I when it comes to the side about food. You know, it's probably the most simple thing that I enjoy the most. You know, like, like what, the more simple things. I don't know. I I, I like making uh my ceviches are really good. You know, I really like this, you know the seafood. Um, started to eat less meat and you know because it's bad for me (laughs) but seafood you know i like i like to make you know the seafood soup and all this like seafood dishes seafood dishes you know and like um i like making salads but yeah in general i think i enjoy a lot like preparing like my ceviches and 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 stuff like that so if you ever have some fish around and you know awesome man you want to try it out um thank you in advance for that so while we're on the subject of food, what's your three favorite restaurants around Osara in no particular order? I got to be careful here because I get a lot of discounts. You got to do it off, <laughs> off the top of your head, man. Off the top of your head. I love La Luna because that's what, where I started working, you know. And what do you I like think, to get I, there? I think they, they improved so much. Um, if I tell you some of the stories back then, uh, where we where they are right now, I mean, it's they improved it so much and they have great food there. Uh, probably my favorite thing over there is... The pizza they made if Which that one? if that is what, what you were asking um the um, luna azul oh yeah 
blue cheese bacon and like some other stuff there it's really good yeah plus they have a really w well um really good location you know so that enhances like your food flavor i think right <laughs> um yeah out of there i like i really like rancho tico a lot you know nice um not just because the owners are, are really good friends of mine and and they just they know me since i was like 12 years old because they used to stop at La Roca, my, my family's restaurant, and Nyato and Leo and, mm -hmm. and all of them. Um, what do you like to get at Rancho Tico? They get like this really good chicken breath and then chicken breast, sorry. <laughs> and then uh, they prepare with like some mushrooms and white sauce and like, you know, they got a little rice and beans. I make like my own my own dish. That's what I like about that place. You know, sometimes there's things on the menu. I was like, oh, I feel like eating this. So, you know, I just tell the lady and then they prepare like if, like if I was in my house, you know. So that's what I, I really like the most. All right. So who's next? Out of the top of my head. Wow. That's a really hard one. The third one, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Well, La Luna's number one. Rancho Tico's number two. Those are both pretty good ones. <laughs> What's number three? Suchimar. I really like those guys. You know, those guys uh, started here working as employees and, and, and their food is really good. Not to mention the hard work they put in and. And they have a little restaurant going on there at Gavi's place. And, and when I think about sushi, all that comes to my head is is them. And right um, yeah, I love food. If you ever want to make me happy, just give me food. And and uh, you know, that's the that's the way. Yeah, and I like I like cooking it too. You know, I I you know I I maybe don't eat out a lot. Um, besides when I people is asking me for recommendations, so you know I take them. And like, oh, you want to come with? And yeah, sure. But other than that, um, I try to prepare a lot of my foods at home to save money and and it's really good you know it's like it's like when you prepare your food it's like you're creating something you know then you're gonna eat it it's like oh you eat it but then you created something in the meantime like all these things on your head like making you happy you know preparing your own food like just staying on top of it it's just like it's like another life lesson yeah yeah what about cleaning it up when when you cook with me there's nothing to clean because i clean as i cook <laughs> so yeah that that's with. basically yeah and then and then um yeah and then you wash your own dish after <laughs> right but on. yeah that's basically how i roll in the kitchen yeah there is not really a mess and and then if i'm cooking and there's a couple other guys helping me and they're making i'm just like uh, you guys let me this <laughs> i'll take care of it or or then it's really good when you find somebody that it's just like that too you know so next question <laughs> what about waves in costa rica what are your top three waves in costa rica off the top of your head fire away don't uh, think too much you got hermosa okay hermosa yeah you know tell us that's, why that's that's just like your proving grounds you know if you really think that you surf in costa rica you gotta surf player Hermosa on like a you know, five foot five six foot swell and and get pounded and and just dialogue with the sand a little bit and and yeah that's it's just the vibe and everything in there the wave itself is rough and all the pro surfers that are there you know like you got to use all, all that on your favor if you go there like thinking that all these things are standing up in front of you like you, you're gonna eat it there for sure and um yeah i've, I've lost my borchers there a couple of times on, on sets and yeah maybe never surf it really really big you know because i i I just, you know, had one board and didn't want to break it. I've but joked yeah. on this podcast before about <laughs> everyone has a near drowning story at Hermosa. Oh, yeah. I have a couple for sure. Yeah. Me too. Oh, a couple times happened. <laughs> All yeah. right. So uh, second. Uh, second next, wave. Next wave. Uh, hands down to Witch's Rock. Yeah. Witch's Rock. Um, it's just a magical place. You know, it's just you and and nature there at its best. Um, it's uh, It's a tricky wave to get good you know uh the swell could be big if it's big then, i don't like it there yeah if the swell is big but the sandbars are not right and the wind most likely is offshore sometimes could be too much wind you know that's true so yeah what i think I, i've caught that wave every every possible way except really good I've had it too small i've had it too big had it not right had the sandbars kind of lined up yeah and i know hopefully my next trip it's good yeah. Um, so yeah. So I've, you you obviously I've, have caught it. Good. I caught it a couple of times. Really good. I heard it's amazing when it's really working. good. I've gone a couple of times and it was really bad. I was like, oh, we should have stayed in Guiones, right? Like Guiones is always breaks. Yeah, going Guiones and yeah, my third wave. Um, yeah, my third favorite wave over here, Playa Negra. You know, I mean, I love Guiones and everything, but if you're asking me about 
We're talking just ways. Exactly what ways we're talking about Playa Negra. You know, we we got it all here. Like beach breaks, point breaks, reef breaks. You know, Playa Negra is it's just a perfect good wave. You know, like it's a um, good one. Yeah, and um, I know a lot of the guys up there. You know, but oh, that um, helps. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the guys. <laughs> a lot of people start Playa Negra. this uh, this part of the interview. A lot of people will say. I'd say Playa Negra, but I just I can't get any waves. It's too crowded. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Guiones is just much more mellow. And like, it's good that we have here for for all those people coming here looking for a good reason to come back. And this wave offers like and for your business. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so so Hermosa, Hermosa, which is rock, which is rock, Playa, Playa Negra. Negra. Yeah, it's yeah, a you know, amazing waves. If you were talk about if you were to talk about Playa Guiones, it's just. It's the wave that welcome the people, you know, that bring us the money and income and our jobs. And yeah, in general, that's, I feel like, you know, we should try to let people come in here, like welcome them. And then they'll, they'll make the, they'll make their own way in, you know, they either choose to be nice and, and, and come here and interact with the people or there's like, oh no, I don't like here. This wave is weird. No. And then, you know, people will move along on its own, you know, like it just, that's how it works. Like. You're making a segue to my next question, actually, which was, what's your take on the lineup getting crowded and the growth of Nosara? Like, what's your opinion and how do you feel about all that? It's like when people throw away trash, like you can't stop that. You have to educate them instead, you know, because that's it's it's already there. So like you can't stop the growth here. Like it's going to keep growing. Like we just have to try to like try to make it go the right way, you know, so that at the end of, in 10 years here, we're gonna, if we don't do that, then we're gonna have a really crowded place with nobody coming because it's too crowded probably, or just with a bunch of people with different mindsets, you know, and that is known as our, like Nosara has a lot of minded people, you know, that wanna um, make or see this space grow in a good way, you know, in harmony no, with nature. Like, why, why, why is it like that? Why is the vibe here so much more relaxed than, say, Hermosa or Negra, like, for example? Because of, of our waves. I always think it's because of our waves, you know. Like, the town is like our wave. Our wave is mellow, it's chill, it's welcoming for everyone. I think if it wasn't for the waves here that we have, I mean, would people be coming here? I don't know. Like, there's nature everywhere in Costa Rica, you know. There's beautiful monkeys, there's, like things and you know there is a river everywhere there is places to go bungee jumping there is monterey there there's volcanoes but the nosara wave is what brings people down here and this is what makes people like calm and like you know like happy you know like people go out here surf in the morning and and then like you don't have to be a professional surfer to go out there and have fun like you know you go out there in your lumber if you're a beginner and you surf the white water, surf the little green wave, you know, or I think just in general, that's why people keep coming back here. It sounds like you're, you're you I definitely th feel the wave drives the pulse of the town. I think that's the main factor here. Um, our, our beach and our wave, because we have, there's beaches all over. I mean, there's more beautiful beaches than Guiones, but waves like Guiones, you can find a lot, you know, so... I Very think in, in general, um, that's why like people coming back here um, to f to surf, to keep learning, to they feel identified with the place and and um, the Costa Ricans and the, and the, even the guys, all, all the, the Americans and the people that live here from other countries that they have here over 10, 12, 15 years, they they now talk and and act like like locals, you know, like they're from here, so they want. You know, there's many things happening here. Businesses, people just living here permanently. You know, some people is just going by for a few, se a couple of seasons or something. Um, so I think the mix of cultures and and uh, the wave, you know, and yeah, a lot of people say, oh, there's something magical in Osara. Like that well, might I be a very like surfer pr perspective or concept, but like I feel like. Yeah, like if, if this place go flat for a month, then people will be killing themselves here. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, just That's put the it like that. That's the quote of the episode. We're going to use that as the title for your podcast. <laughs> I remember one day, like all of December was flat. January was flat. I was like, 
Well, you lumber, right? There's no, it's never flat here, you know. Never. Isn't that, There's always a wave. There's no way that you're gonna travel to Nosara and not surf. But if you are looking for bigger waves, you if you're know, riding a small yeah. shortboard, you yeah. might have yeah. feel some pain, though. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this question. I've noticed the locals, like like the true locals, yourself, um, other people who have been here a very long time are from here. You guys police the lineup. I don't want to say aggressively, but you're very careful if someone's being mean. Like if someone comes in from another part of the country or another place in the world and they're getting real aggro, I've noticed that you guys are real quick to be like, hey, listen, it's Guiones. It's not like that. Like you go down there, you guys separate, but stop doing this. Like there's very to be so crowded. We have almost no fights. And that doesn't make sense because I'm from Florida and we never have waves. And when you do have waves, there's fights every day. People are freaking out over just like little scraps of nothing. Yeah. California is kind of like that too. But you come to Guiones, it's packed. There's no fights. And then when someone starts chirping, one of the locals goes over it and like diffuses it. Why is that? I feel like, you know, we, we don't, we get some, but not a lot of the really like aggro guys, like, you know, like. He's saying like Florida or California. Are they in not, Hermosa? They're, and they're not really coming to look for this wave. You know, we we have a different type of surfers traveling to Nosara, um, which is good because they have all the money, <laughs> you know. Uh, but all these other surfers are, are looking for gnarly waves, like even get, you know, face to face with a couple guys. They're not really coming here. And sometimes they're the parents of the family who's taking the lessons from me. So, you know, they feel okay. They feel calm down because their kids are learning how to serve. They're happy. Their wife is learning, you know. Um, so as a business owner, I always see uh, or think out of the bubble when I talk to somebody because I know that's going to have a little bit of um, consequences or maybe some um, second effects <laughs> or secondary effect. I don't know how to put that together. So I always... There's always, always when something happens in the water is because you made it something stupid. Like, I mean, if you, if you were really trying to, you know, think about why you made a mistake or why you hurt somebody at the end of the day, like it was a mess of better you, something, you know, went down wrong or, but mostly, um, yeah, if I see something like that, you know, I just think the best way to approach somebody is to do it nice, you know, like in a nice way and 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 then they'll be right in your pocket you know like you you approach them hey you, you know i think you you did this and and it was wrong you know but you know hey we all we all can make mistakes and and you know i think you know if you apologize or if you're nice to this person if you make a mistake you know um you always take the first step to say sorry like i think th things could go well now if somebody wants to argue with you then that's a whole different thing you know like then we can talk out of the beach, you know, like, cause you know, I don't know who you are. Like, why are you getting all angry with me? Like, Tell me if I'm wrong on this. I've noticed over the years, the people who get in arguments at Guiones, it's generally people from outer other places in Costa Rica that surf at other waves. And then they visit here. You guys who are here all the time, you constantly diffuse fights. And is it because of your, your structure that you just described I, where I you, mean, you're I, going, you're nice I right away. That's not a hard question to answer. I think it's because where are our incomes coming from you know like where is our money coming from how our business businesses have been able to progress is is because we're nice to people and when we we want them to come back and we want them to experience and, and be here and and uh, yeah probably a lot of those people that sometimes are mean or have nothing nice to say they're people from from Costa Rica, but they they maybe don't necessarily live here. In my case, when I surf somewhere else, I behave the same way as I'm here because now I'm like that. You know. However, you know what what's not fair is not fair, right? Like right. if you if you if you go on the red light on the car, you know you made a mistake. You know, so like there's almost no um, way to hide that. Um, so I feel like we have to we have to really balance that. You know. Do you There's, think the schools are doing a good job teaching people how to behave in the lineup? Some are, some not. Yeah. 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 Some not. Um, and and those who do the right way, they will stand up. You know, they'll, they will stand out. The other ones. That's the competition that you also need around here because people, you know, go and take their services. But then they come, they meet you, they take your services or my services. And it's like, oh, okay, then, then this is different. This is... 
this is more of what I was looking for, you know. And and uh, however, they're not. I'm not saying they're they're not doing a good job, or they're just maybe some more than yeah, others. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why uh, having competition is is good for you too. Bigger and lower competition, you know. So you have to have both. Make you improve. Then this this tells you you're doing a good job, you know. The lower one and the higher one you improve. Kind of copy their ideas and try to get close to the top yeah as well seems like you have a healthy way of looking at it i think that's the best way you know um <clears throat> i have um i was you know i was raised in church and i had brothers and ton of cousins and i always got hot got in my heart you know yeah so so next question What do you think about the temporary building regulations that they're talking about putting through? Are you familiar with those? To be honest, I'm lacking of a lot of the knowledge, but um, there's a group of people here trying to take care of their interests and and now we just like we have to go by hand with we have to hold the hand of nature, you know, like you can't really like just see the bills, like the money and like that's that's material like that's one day is gonna finish and then what is what's next you know like so i think um conservation is the top of the list then development structure you know um and this just that's just the chain that you have to follow to to stay there to you know to to succeed to stay for a long time this is not today and not tomorrow is for 20 years, I want my kids to be able to enjoy what I'm enjoying right now. So that's, I think that's the way to, uh, to see it. I lack a lot of knowledge and regulations and I have a lot in my head. So I try to stay away, especially if I don't understand the message really clear. So I don't want to really talk about something I don't know. Um, Why is decision? I just rather say no. <laughs> Maybe look like an ignorant, but at the end of the day, I'm not an ignorant. No, no, I don't, I don't think anyone would think that. I think what you just said actually is pretty much how most people feel as in so many people come to Nosara for the nature. They love the experience. You, so if that goes away, yeah, what are we left with? And like going back to the people and why people come back to Nosara is like, there's not only good people in Costa Rica, there's good people in the whole world, you know, like you're good people, you're good people. Like, and we have a lot of that here, a lot of good people, you know, that our notices are in Costa Ricans, you know? Like, hey, do you think it's because of the wave? Everything you've said has come back to the wave. Are yeah, the good that's the, that's the, the main thing. Yeah. And all those good people with good heart, they love the wave. That's what they come back here. But then they are good people. So good people attracts good people, right? It's like energy, right? So you know what the world that. needs more of? If I follow your logic, the world needs more waves like Guiana's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more nature, more relaxation, yeah. more income potential. Yeah. A lot of Southwest swells. There's not many <laughs> waves like Guiana's though. Yeah, we need a lot of ways, like Giannis, you know, reef, uh, sandy bottom, like, you know, just really nice, long, spread out beach, you know, for everyone to have fun. And at this, you know, at this moment as a surf school, um, you know, we have our spot where we teach and we're not mean to people or we just, that's where we work, you know, and people respect that. And, and then when I'm not working, I'm not dropping into other students like waves you know because i know that's what i do too you know it's like that's my job i'd rather go surfing a little bit farther away and just let them work but when i'm working let me work too right so i just want people to kind of um kind of pay me back as i'm paying them too you know so yeah so we're going back to your christian values though of do unto others how you want to be done treat people how you want to be treated the golden rule that's what you're saying yeah, yeah, it's not always like that. So you have to understand that in the path or in the way, you're always going to find different people. So I think um, back to the, you were saying Christ, Christianity, right? Or or just kind of having that around me. Um, it, it just made me yeah, different um, from others uh, for a good way. Um, it takes a little discipline, though. Yeah. Because um, it's easy to yell at people. People make of, mistakes every day. Yeah, my, um, definitely got a lot of beat ups for my dad and and <laughs> but you know i like that you know I, I i'm really happy he did what he did and 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 my mom as well more, more of a softer person to, to educate so his, yeah. his spankings and being on top of you you're very grateful for yeah i am 
I want to know your dislikes about Nosara. Everyone, we've heard we've heard your likes and we know your likes, but I want to know your dislikes. Like what what's your least favorite aspects of of here? You can't say nothing, or I'm going to yell at you. That's the only rule. No place um, is perfect. Every place has issues. One thing I dislike is the companies that hires like all these workers for cheap labor, and they don't do a research on on their backgrounds. So these are just people that are stealing here, taking sandals from the beach. They're um, they're st- staring at stalkers, you know, at women like on the path. I don't like that. Um, I don't like our roads in the town, in the village. All these construction companies are making all the money. They're taking all the money and they're they're breaking down the roads. Like basically, the road to Aguatibia is like a roller coaster because of those two, three big projects going on over there. If you keep going around the town, all the where big constructions are happening, and they're just putting the money in their pockets and then leaving. So I don't like that. Um, I don't like the the hiring part of. There's a lot of good uh, Nicaraguans that come here to work because for nobody's a secret. You know, all these workers are here doing the harder part is are Nicaraguans. Some of them coming here to work, support their families, send money back to Nicaragua. But some of these guys are polluting the beach, stealing stuff. And I'm not just talking about them because there are some us Costa Ricans and locals that also do bad things, you know. But but that's just easy to see. It's like it's no it's not like, you know, it's like right in front of us. So I can you see the inner workings of the crime more so than somebody just visiting. I think from all the businesses around here, and I'm willing to help, like we have three main parking lots, right? Why don't we all pay a guard just there all day, and then we don't have to buy expensive cameras, you know, and then the next day they're down, then you have to look at videos to see who it is. If you have somebody there that can prevent, because that's what we need, prevention. We don't need we don't need to figure out what to do once the stuff is gone. No, it's like lifeguarding. You know, you have to prevent before the people is in the water in the current. Like you have to, you know. So I think you're we, spot on. But I'll, I'll give you the answer. The answer, is, at least for Main Beach in particular and the Northern Beach, is because it's inside of the refuge. So we have to get approval to have to have a guard there. And also if you're hiring from someone outside, it, it's complicated legally. And that there is my third thing. I don't like how Mina is handling things here. here. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that. Because they're stopping us from having a lifeguard to our tower, which is important for the beach. Trying to get through it. They're letting people build close to the refuge where the crops and all, all those underground things that live there, you know. And then this, like, it's it's safety, you know. It's like good for the community it's like it's like it's not like it's not like the guy's gonna be killing the monkeys with the gun as he's guarding the cars or he i don't know it's just it's just something sometimes don't make sense you know when you're two just trying two to is not four when you're in this trying equation. yeah when you're just trying to bring in a good thing you know like for the town for the community that will boost uh, the security and and people will feel good my blood pressure is still up from how accurate your statement was about the private security, because we know it works. If you just have a private security guard, you don't have crime. And that's how it is for the rental homes. That's how it is for everywhere. Well, you're breaking my my number one rule of living here in Nosara, and that's don't make sense. Like if everything has to be logical, then it's very hard to live here because this place doesn't make sense. For example, we desperately need a lifeguard program or not desperately, but we definitely need one. There's a couple drownings a year that are avoidable if we have lifeguards, probably. We definitely could deter crime if we had a private security guard just sitting there at the parking lot. Like, these things make sense. You know, why don't we make... I mean, everyone like our roads around town and everything, but, but Guiones is, is a really fancy... There's houses that cost a million dollars. Why can't we not have, like, decent roads around town? They don't have to be paved. They can be, like round cobblestone like nice like in the old towns exactly um why don't we grow when we grow too much why don't we put like a safety thing on the entrance of cafe de paris one by body tree one in the north side and then we control more of the cars that come in it's gonna look better it's gonna look more exclusive you know and then and you can stop crime then you just have to control the people that come into the beach but then i see guion is more like that you know more like more like yes expensive to live but but you know it's safe, it's, it's nice, you know, it's clean. 
and that's only gonna benefit, benefit you, me, my my family, my kids, and you know. So again, going back to the, I want to see this. I want them to enjoy this in ten years, twenty years. Yeah, Private maybe. security is the solution. Yeah. Tomorrow's our annual security meeting. I saw that. I might come. Yeah, I you should. should. You should. You should. Um, I'm resigning as president, and I'm really excited. Thank you for all you do. Yeah. Do thank work. you, and also thank you for a lot of stuff I can't discuss publicly. But thank you. Like you, you've been a help on some very challenging situations, and it's appreciated. Yeah. So again, we can't really discuss it certainly here, but I publicly do want to thank you for your help. I know. I know it was weird, especially when the security thing was getting started. It was very strange. It's like who are these foreigners like trying to like come in and like it, it, it was awkward. Over the years, it's been evolving more into the relevant people who should be doing it, like. As what I'm going to say tomorrow in front of the whole community is the property managers need to be the security because they're con they're with the homeowners, they're with the guests, they're with but everyone. Who, they're they, helping align their trips. They are the first contact of the people here. Yeah. So, like sometimes we are afraid, and this happens in in my business. I teach my 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 staff. They are afraid to say that there are bad things that can happen because they think they're not going to sell or they're not people's not going to buy that anymore. Or, People is not gonna take a surf lesson from you because oh yeah like it's dangerous or something. No, you just oh, you know there's crime everywhere. There is, you know, be a, be a, be aware. You know, don't prevention. Just, yeah, prevention. It's all about prevention. You know, it's like, and then yeah, when 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 things happen, then you look for a solution. But if you can prevent, then we'll be all more in a safe world. You know, right on, man. Um, hey, do aliens exist? No, no aliens. What is your favorite surf lesson to give? Like, I want you to be real judgmental here and very specific. Um, I love teaching kids a lot. You know, they're, um, and I love teaching people who are willing to learn, to listen, you know, to like open their doors for, um, for you to teach them something new. Um, I, I, I can teach maybe not, you know, the high top, um, you know, super advanced um, levels. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, um, top of the league. And, but I can deal with a lot of different levels, a lot of different personalities, um, a lot of different behaviors and, and a lot of different shapes <laughs> kidding, and sizes. And, uh, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, in general, my favorite lesson is somebody who wants to learn. Gotcha. You know? So people who are hungry. Yeah. To, and, and, then, and then, and then with that being said, I do, doesn't mean I don't enjoy teaching everyone in general. But, um, but you know, just the, everything just goes different, you know, when you're willing into, into learn and to listen and to learn something new. I got you. Is Trump going to get reelected in the United States? I can't speak for him, but I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. That's no. your guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, is Ortega going to get reelected in Nicaragua? Big election coming up there in two he, years. He, I, he, they control so much that he might. He's an early, he, he's, yeah. they have, um, yeah, he's a savage. And, uh, I just hope that we can still come surf up there and share with our friends and hermanos from Nicaragua, you know, and, and then, uh, keep empowering them and, 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 and show them that, uh, they have something valuable there and, and, that uh, they should fight for their rights. And yeah, it's so yeah. interesting how much beauty is in that country and how, I know Costa Rica and Nicaragua obviously historically have their issues, but now there's there's so much there's so much desire in Nicaragua for a better life. People who want their children to have a better life, they've had a hard life. And they're looking at Costa Rican businesses like yours and your life and mm -hmm. your story and they want their yeah, kids to I, have that. I mean I when I had relationship with Nicaraguans in Nicaragua since I was a very young kid because, you know, my dad is a farmer. Uh, we live right next to the border on the northern side, you know, and, and all the people, the guys coming through work with him were Nicaraguans. And, and I remember I playing baseball with them in the field after work and they'll make the uh, ball with a lot of, a bunch of socks, you know, uh, worn out socks. And then the rapid is a really good ball. And we had a really nice base, uh, bat, you know, and yeah. Um, so my childhood was around Nicaraguans and, and yeah. And, uh, so I've, 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 yeah, I like, I like in general, yeah, 
okay, Nicaragua so, and seeing them and their waves and their food, everything is great there. Yeah. All right. So controversial question: Who owns the rights, or who who should win the claim to creating Gallo Pinto? Because Costa Rica says it's Costa Rica's, and then Nicaragua's. Nicaraguenses say that Nicaragua owns Gallo Pinto. You tell me. Whoever makes the best one. <laughs> so you get to name better. it, yes, because, you know, I got my secrets for it. And and um, a good Gallo Pinto, it's a good Gallo Pinto anywhere. Um, I think we should take it. Yeah, it's Costa Rican for sure. I'm going to say Costa Rica. <laughs> we, get, we get all the rights. <laughs> We get all the rights. It started like right up here in Guanacaste, you know, when Nicaragua was still like Guanacaste is still part of it. I think it all started up there. So we should, uh, we'll take the beans, they'll take the rice, whatever. We'll mix it up and make <laughs> make gallo pinto. Yeah. All right. So your answer is a little bit of both countries, but Costa Rica gets the nod. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to say that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Are there any shout outs or any um, anything you want to say? to anyone or the community as a whole while you have this platform? There. I learned that to live here in Nosara, you have to ignore a lot of things. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, that they're bad or, but just to fit in the community here and to make your way up and make yourself a name and a brand or whatever, you have to learn how to ignore some of those things. That doesn't mean you will ignore them, but just you know like you will do things like that but you have to just do it like that and and then a shout out i mean what i say just keep taking care of the place you know keep keep always put your always put like nature conservation first and money and and um respect each other you know and like keep it simple, keep it Pura Vida, you know, that's how, that's why people always come back here as well, you know, to, to just find that, to refill their cup again and, and, and go and talk about it and come back again. And, you know, <clears throat> in general, that's pretty much how, um, I see it. <laughs> right on, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Glad we finally connected and, uh, congratulations on your success, man. Oh, and I, I did, I did one to Mental Wise this year. Oh yeah, yeah, you. yeah. No, no, Wait, it's okay. We're, your we trip, be, your trip. Yeah, that was like best surf trip um, I ever had. Um, I want to take. I want to thank uh, Eddie Burnett uh, Shout for out to Eddie. setting it up. Yeah, Eddie Burnett. Um, you know him, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, he told me it was a great trip. Yeah, great trip. I will definitely go back there. Um, just uh, it was a really, really, really good lesson, good learning experience. Um, is there any wave comparable around here to kind of how a wave is there? Or are I, they just so I, different? I think, I think, yeah, in the Caribbean side, we have, we have Salsa Brava and we have uh, some of those reef breaks there that if, if, if I could have gone and trained there first before I hit the mental wise for the bigger days, I would have been a great, 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 um, mm. introduce for me. What, what's the heaviest wave around here within say a 20 no 30 minute drive north or south north or south 20 minutes uh, 20 30 minutes camaronal well that's like 45 yeah that one's out of the bit that's out probably of the ostional for me so see ostional that's probably um if you're if you were gonna say 20 to 10 minutes around here you know so a here. heavy day at Osti, let's just say four to six foot but which is pretty solid. Four to six foot on like a 14 second swell. That's mm -hmm. it's pretty pounding there, you know, especially if you catch it like on a mid tie. And right. So now go over to the mental wise. How does a 14 second period, four foot swell compared to an average day of the mental wise? It's just because you're having waves breaking on reef. So it's a whole different thing. It's like you pretty much have the ocean drying out and forming into a wave and then he breaks it's like folding so on it's itself. A whole, yeah, it's a whole different thing, you know. Okay, so compare Playa Negra to a day at the Mentawise. It's Negra. What happens with that reef is that it's rock, but Mentawise has got like coral, like a live coral reef. So you are definitely going to get caught if you wipe out. Um, in Playa Negra, I never hit in rocks or anything. It's pretty deep reef too, you know. It's just it's just uh, um, the shape of the wave is really good because of it. Um, however, in Menta wise, you're surfing like, you know, on really small ties, you know, like a two foot tie is a big tie because how they are elevated above the ocean. Right. So here we have bigger ties, like nine foot ties, 10 foot ties, you know, there, you know, um, 
I remember we were surfing a couple of times and as you were waiting for the wave, sometimes you have to lift your feet up because the rocks, you know, like the reef was right there. And so it was really, really good, uh, challenging experience and, 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 and yeah, really good, uh, for growing and, and seeing that the world is beautiful, you know, it's so amazing up there and just, uh, yeah, uh, how I got to connect uh, with my dad because I lost my dad, um, last year and, uh, how I went on that trip and yeah, got to connect with him again and. You know, in, just in general, it was a good, a good break for me to just think about what happened and everything. And then I came with my cousin and Alfredo. So they were really good travel buddies. You know, we had so much fun and we took like probably 30 hours of planes, you know, there <laughs> and back. But I will do it, you know, because of the surf and, and um, the experience again, for sure. Yeah. And I make some good friends up there. Ray, you know, who's the owner of Kandui. Uh, I, I share a lot with this kid, um, Dylan, who's, who's going to be a, professional surfing and a little bit of time you'll see and yeah so i got to meet some people up there and you know i'm always kind of leaving a little footprint and and um and because if i come back then i have open doors right on well hey man i want to have you back after this high season get an update uh congratulations again on you're steering the ship at aguativi it's all you going forward thank and, you yeah and you should be proud of that and thank you. shout out to all your previous partners and everyone and yeah. congratulations from this moment on though like you yeah, You're the guy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I see all these businesses sprouting out and everything. I'm like, oh, God, am I staying behind or something? Or, but then I just I gotta keep trust what I'm doing and and stay focused on my thing because you know a lot of this distraction can oh like oh these guys coming here or these people here like they're they're offering something more than me and if I don't stay focused on what I'm doing then then I'm gonna get driven away and and then um, I'm gonna really get stuck you know so I just want to keep working on that. Well, yeah. good luck, sir. Thank thanks, you. Thanks yeah. for coming in.